play. So he taught me like the basics. Uh, so I played Monica for the first years, and I actually, I think I was eight years old when I actually got to perform with Blues Brothers live on stage. No, what? no, you didn't. Uh, on the Stockholm Jazz Festival. You really performed with Blues Brothers yeah. so when you were eight. Yeah, playing in, harmonica. In, yeah, in my suit and and you know with hat. Hey there, my name is Ethan and you've tuned into Sips and Clips, a podcast revolving around creative individuals, great conversation, and usually at least one off-the-wall conspiracy theory. We record every episode out of McLaren Barbers here in Stockholm, Sweden, where I, alongside my coworker Robin, cut our guest's hair and serve them a hot cup of joe to get the chat moving. As I record this intro in a German airport bathroom on the way home from the holidays, I'm just thinking about how good today's episode really is. Joining us in the shop is Ludwig and Urban Nasfall, a father and son duo who eat, breathe, and do everything when it comes to the drums. Once known as the drum tuner of Stockholm, Urban started one of Europe's biggest drum shops when he was just 20 years old, and now is the production manager for massive festivals like Sweden Rock and works with DW Drums all over the world. His son Ludwig has taken up his drum tuning mantle in his absence and works as a studio musician and for the Swedish drumstick brand Vincent. I genuinely believe this may be the most fun and plot twist, shock-filled roller coaster ride of Sips and Clips yet. The thing was, I didn't know what to expect from the Nas Falls when Robin introduced me to them. But what we received is beyond legendary. I can't take away the joy of hearing more about these gents' journey for yourself. Yes, the Blues Brothers are involved, and no, I don't even want to waste another moment getting into it today. So snag yourself a cup of something piping hot, throw in those headphones, and get ready to freaking hit something with us for this drum-pounding episode of Sips and Clips starting now. You want me to start? We should we start. Have... Sit down in this chair, good sir. The stairs. You sit in that one. Perfect, obviously. By the way, I cut your brother not lit today. Yeah, he did. He was here for a hack. Oh, he was here? Yeah. He was here. Johannes. Johannes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He said that, yeah. Why did you touch his lips? Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. He asked, can I touch your lips? No, I don't ask. How can I do it? Yeah, maybe take it off. Did I tell you about Soda Nation? The Soda Club yeah. on Fort Nagata? Yep. We did you it. And he, he exactly. made his own Hanukkah boot. <laughs> no, oh, he did? Awesome. <laughs> Look at it. Yes. A small rabbi from the side. Kosher supervision. <laughs> All sunny. We used to have one of these chairs when I was a kid. A Nike chair? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But it was green, okay. like forest green. It's awesome. It wasn't this comfy. Uh, maybe it's been reupholstered. No, you were too small. You didn't. It was exactly this comfy. Well, it hasn't been so long since you got a haircut, has it? Now. No, it was like a week ago. So. <laughs> all right, all right, we're just gonna take a little bit off. We're just gonna take. A little you know bit what? Off. I usually do like skin, skin tight shave. Exactly. Like he's actually doing the machine, like that one. Yeah. All the yeah, way in, toilet. and yeah. then trim it up. Okay. So you can do that. So you, so you can do something. That's it. <laughs> hey, it's something still. I have no idea what's about to happen on this podcast. Today. <laughs> usually, I kind of, I kind of come in knowing what's gonna go on. Mm -hmm. But uh, Robin just told me you're cool people, so I, I trusted Robin on this. We're gonna find <laughs> out. If you're really cool. My people. son is very cool. <laughs> have some confidence. Have some. You made him, so that makes you kind of yeah. pretty cool. Well, uh, I did, no, I destroyed him. <laughs> 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 he was his perfect image of God, and I destroyed him. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> so, we're, uh, 
We're starting off on a strong note here. Criticism. <laughs> All right. Your name, Urban, right? Urban. And you're Ludwig. Ludwig. First and foremost. Ah, the Latin Asphalt family legacy going mm-hmm. on right here right now. First and foremost, we're on Sips and Clips after all. Mm. So we have to get you fellas some oh, coffee. Yes. yes, please. We have to get you fellas some coffee. Please. One for the, the microphone. Oof. Here you have go. a cup here. Sorry, I just had some water. No worries. Enjoy that for a second. <laughs> of course. You know me so well. Mmm. The good stuff. Set the tone. Mm. While we get started on your haircut, I have one pressing question to ask. What do you do? Why are, <laughs> why are you here right now? What do you do? I, I guess I'll start with you, Urban. What do you do? What I do? Yeah, I guess today so. I've been creative wise. No, but, oh, today. Today I've been a plumber. I've been an electrician. I've been a, a carpenter. I've been pretty much everything you can do mm-hmm. with anything. So, but otherwise, That's I work. Incredible. I work with uh, drums and okay. artists. Okay. So I work for DW Drums. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, in California, and I'm in charge of Africa, Middle East, and Eastern Europe. Oh wow! For Latin percussion, Gretsch, and DW Drums. That's a lot of places you're in charge of. Hmm. With a lot of nations don't even have power, so it's kind of hard to sell DW Drums. Ah, yeah, yeah. But um, then. Also, I am production manager for festivals like Sweden Rock Festival. Okay, okay. And touring, so I do touring, I do festivals, and I do corporate events, but mostly touring and... Yeah, sure. So... So basically, what don't you do? Anything drum-related, well, you're the guy. Well, kind of took off... He took my job. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> so, I was the drum tuner of the city. Of Stockholm. Yeah, and you were the drum tuner. I was the drum tuner of all times. Oh dang! And then my dad, my son came (laughs) and took all my work. So I guess I guess he's now the drum tuner of the city. I don't know if you should be proud or jealous. (laughs) I'm super proud. (laughs) That's good. Good to hear. It's it's pretty fun because he tuned um, Eminem Art two days ago. That was yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Okay. And I I tuned drums with them like ten years ago. Oh wow! So So it's really just passed down. (laughs) Yeah. He came and stole your thunder. Ludwig, all right, now you're, now you're the, I guess, drum tuner of all time as well. What <laughs> exactly. Else, what else do you do? Uh, yeah, so I, I do a lot of those drum tuning sessions nowadays, which is awesome. Mostly with metal, metal bands. Okay. Because they have so many drums that yeah. need to be tuned. <laughs> um, I work for a drumstick company called Vincent Drumsticks. And they're Swedish? Yeah, they're, it's a Swedish drumstick company. I work with marketing and uh, artist relations. Awesome. Okay. So okay. I started there in uh, August. So it's, awesome. it's fairly new. Yeah. Are they based out of Stockholm or somewhere else? Uh, no, from uh, Grenna in uh, Sweden. Okay, okay, okay. Where yeah. the candy cane is made. Where the candy cane is made. Actually, exactly. no, where it's actually invented. Oh, man. The best cane. That's the best cane? Yeah. <laughs> candy cane? Candy cane. Cane. Yeah. cane. I thought the king. No, candy cane. I was like, what are you Polkagrist. I don't know. The, the classic polkagrist, as we in Sweden say. Oh, the classic. Yeah. Polkagrism. That's the best beat. So, yeah, so I do uh, I do the tuning and I work for Vincent and then I play drums. Uh, hey. I do a lot of sessions, mostly studio stuff nowadays. It uh, sounds like you're living Especially, especially this year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was playing for, uh, for years. Uh, yeah. It was probably like 10 years in this rock band, but we okay. stopped playing like a couple years ago. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And well, uh, but we also work together. 
Oh yeah, really? So at Sweden Rock, I'm production manager, so I'm in charge of all like stages, all the pre-production with the bands. Right. And Ludwig does all the backline pre-production, so he's the backline manager. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And then, like last tour we did, we kind of split the tour, so Ludwig was doing some dates and I was doing some dates, so he was production manager instead of me. That's yeah. super fun. So we kind and of... And before that, you were yeah. production manager and I did backline when we did the, the Gias, Gias tour. Yes, and uh, Digilu. Two years, same thing. Okay. Swedish, uh, I don't know. Abba's younger brother. Abba's younger brother. Like yes. Abba, that that Abba had younger siblings. <laughs> yeah, that would be okay. 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 Of course. Right. All my kids have a drum name. All your kids have drum names. Yes. What are the other ones? So Lydia. Is actually called Lidi, which was a company that owned Ludwig for a couple of years. Oh wow! So I have a drum, she, and then she my, my she owns you. I was gonna say <laughs> legally. And then my youngest daughter is called Lisa Pearl. Yeah, Pearl. So I have a snare drum, which is Lidi in Ludwig, because yeah. there was a company during '54 to '62. They were called Lidi and Ludwig, and it's in white pearl. So all the three kids in wow. one snare drum. Okay, man. You really thought this one out. Was <laughs> the it, uh... pearl one was hard to, to figure out with Yulu. <laughs> yeah. But we figured out that her name is Swahili. Lulu means pearl, so, so it you passed figured by. It out. You passed the test. That's awesome. And your wife was okay with this from yep. the get-go? I love that. That's awesome. So, drums runs in your blood. 100%. Yes. All of you. Yeah. Generations. Yes. I mean, for me... When I was a kid, my dad owned the drum store in Slagverket. He started it. Right, you started Slagverket here yes. in Stockholm. Okay, okay. So for me, I mean, I spent all my free time uh, in that drum-filled basement. How long then officially have you been playing the drums for? Well, that, that's officially. the thing. It was probably it was pro probably too much for me in the beginning. Yeah. I wasn't interested at all. No. It was like you know. It's what my dad do. So I actually started playing when I was like 10 or 11 or something. Sure. That's, I, mean, I played harmonica for the first years. Really? Yeah. No, no, no. You got a drum kit when you was like... Yeah, I was like one when one I got, year my, first got my first drum kit. But you were one. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like nine months or something. I think it was for Christmas or something. But the cool Listen to this. It was oh, red. And right. he said, I don't like red when he started talking. I like yellow. So I had to repaint it to make it yellow. <laughs> so actually, or recover it. So I still have that kit. Yeah. It sounds great. That's beautiful. Yeah, but then, but then when I was like probably like five or something, I found uh, the Blues Brothers movie. Ah, and that, that changed your life. It wrecked me. It wrecked you. <laughs> I like that you. Used it was that fun word. because Lodi was sick and we were home, and he said, "Dad, can we look at the movie with the guys in the suits?" <laughs> like, what do you mean? It's like what he come, came and brought like the VHR, uh, what VHS? VHS, yeah, yeah, and. Um, and I kind of translated the whole movie, and he was stalked since that moment. Yeah. yeah. So next time he went out to my parents out in Sigtuna, they yeah. had this place where there's like gathered clothes for yeah, yeah. for homeless people and stuff. He came home with the whole outfit. Okay. With the suit. The whole and, yeah, the oh. whole Blues Brothers outfit. And oh. he like every time in school when they had like you know what do you call it Friday, roliga timman. What could that be in English? For an hour. Fun hour recess, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so he and his friend was Blues Brothers, and all the like everybody's like, What are you trying to, you know? They never heard about Blues Brothers. No, no clue what they're trying to. Yeah, so I started playing harmonica. We had this guy who worked at Slovakia back then, Tony Taylor. Yeah. 
this legend. Okay. And he's a really good harmonica player. So he taught me like the basics. Uh, so I played harmonica for the first years, and I actually, I think I was eight years old when I actually got to perform with Blues Brothers live on stage. No, <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, on the Stockholm Jazz Festival. You really performed with Blues Brothers. Yeah. So when you were eight. Yeah. Playing in, harmonica. In, yeah, in my suit and and. You know, with half of the It was so fun because it never ends. Lud- Ludwig, Ludwig <laughs> says, You're right, they were cool people. <laughs> so Ludwig said to me, Dad, 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 I read in the newspaper that Blues Brothers comes to Jazz Festival. Can I be there? Because I was doing backline there. Yeah. So, of course, man. Oh, so no. he came down there with the old full suit and he was just standing there down by the dock waiting. Yeah, and then for the, the bus. Blues yeah, and then the bus turned up and oh, look at that. What a cute little Blues Brother, you know? Yeah. And then Ludwig has been like watching movies for like 3,000 times. Of course. So of course. he thought he, know, he knew all the guys. Yeah. So Matt Guitar Murphy was sitting on the dock warming up playing guitar. Yeah. And Ludwig just, you know, sat down, started playing together with him. Like, with the harmonica. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's my best friend, you know? Wow. So I started playing together. And then he said, like, dang, son, you can play. And then the show started to do. Uh, so actually, they asked him, can, "Can your son introduce the band?" Yeah. And I said, "Of course, you can do whatever you Why want not? to know." So Ludwig went up on stage and was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the Rhythm and Blues Review, the Blues Brothers!" Wow. And that was awesome. But then he was standing behind the monitor console. Yeah. Making all the moves for every song, knowing all the dances, and the guys like, "What is this kid?" You know. Who is so, he? So then. Uh, this singer brought him up on stage. Yeah. And um, basically, just to dance. Yeah, just dance. Right. And then Matt Guitar Murphy is like, Give me the microphone. What? Give me the mu- microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. And he started playing. So, he actually played blues solo together with the Blues Brothers on stage for 8,000 people when he was eight years old. Yeah. Yo, what a way to start yeah. your career, man. Yeah. That was unreal. How do you go up from there? That's my thought. <laughs> it all went there. down from there. <laughs> no, no, no. The that next, was my listen, next year. Tell me more. Next year, BB King came along to the. No. To the no, no. So, Stop. so Ludwig said, Can I come over there? Of course, you know. And he was standing there, and BB King came, and it's like, who is this kid? So that's my son. So can I borrow him? Of course. What? So he brought him for the press conference. So the press conference, literally sitting with the suit and the the the, the what do you call the suitcase? Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he and my best friend Philip, who also was all into this person. Yeah, sitting like looking both, cool beside BB King person. on the press conference. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that was so much fun. Well, what a way to start off. Yeah. Did you continue your harmonica career after that? Uh, well, when I started playing drums, I kind of stopped playing yeah. harmonica for a while. But then, when me and my band started, uh, we were probably like 14 or something. Sure, sure. We started out playing blues. Okay. So that like made me pick up the harmonica again and start playing again. Uh, so I like, I do it sometimes now. Once it's not like I'm ever doing anything professional. Cause no, like, no. I don't have those skills, you know. Of course. But yeah. But still playing with the But still, brother. man, I'm telling <laughs> you. And having BB King borrow you. <laughs> These are that not uh, kind of professional. These are not things most people in their life can say. I don't think. <laughs> you know what? Before we get too deep into this, I think it's time we start with a planned segment that we have on this podcast mm. called 10 Time Questions from Left Field" that have absolutely nothing to do with the current topic of conversation. Ten Time Questions from Left Field that have absolutely nothing to do with the current topic of conversation. So I'm going to ask you five questions, Urban. Perfect. And uh, Robin's going to ask you five questions, Ludwig. All right. You have 10 seconds to answer each question. I'm so going to time So the first it. thing that comes in your mind, just let it out. Let it fly, all right? All right. I'm sure it'll be glorious from what I've heard so far. All right, are you ready? Yes. All right, I'll start with you, Urban. Question one. 
What's one thing you could change about your son if you could? Go. Ten, Ten seconds. seconds. Uh, nothing. That's a good answer. <laughs> oh. It's a lame answer. It's a lame <laughs> I had no idea which I'm way so that proud. question was going. <laughs> Number two, do drum machines scare you? No. <laughs> Number three, is it really all in the wrist? In the what? In the wrist? In the wrist. No, say that. I think more in the heart. Oh, Ooh, that's a, a hearty answer. Mm. But don't. <laughs> when the, number four, when the barbers need a haircut, who cuts the barbers? Mm, his friend. His friend? Hey, Robin might come here, so I'm coming. <laughs> maybe, maybe. If you ask nicely. If I ask nicely. Last question. I feel like we should have changed the questions, but if you could change one more thing about your son, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that he wouldn't be so mad sometimes, so super angry. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good answer. <laughs> I love that. Robin. Like he gets really pissed off for real. <laughs> like, like, whoa. You're giving all his secrets I, away. I, I don't get that pissed off. Yeah, no. no. Okay. That's there you go. <laughs> it's from your mom. You need these, don't you? You need these. I need that. Yeah, Here, me. take this. All right. Okay. So, Ludwig. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing you could change about your father? Uh, his political standpoint. Because <laughs> that's what I thought he would say about me. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Uh, what stereotype all drummers deal with? Uh, what's the stereotype that all drummers deal with? Um, that we're clumsy. Mm. Are you clumsy? Are you clumsy? No. Some, some drummers are. Uh, all yes. so good coordination, that's just. Failed. Yeah, but like everybody thinks that we're clumsy, okay. but we aren't. Okay, next question. If you could eliminate one sport from the equipment, what would it be? Um, hockey. Hockey? Why? Hockey. Violent and you wear too much and it's winter. And it makes it I fun hate, to watch. I, I hate winter. I hate violence. <laughs> <Your> opinions <laughs> no, no, here. No, no, no listen. Not. Hockey. There is like, what is it? 15 guys, how many is the team? It's no, five in each team. So it's 10 guys that beat each other in a cold room and then take a hot shower together. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll give you that. Confirm. Okay, okay, next weird. question. If you didn't have any drums, what would you hit? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know, the snooze button. The snooze oh, button. oh, that was a wonderful <laughs> answer. Okay, last question. If you could change one more thing about your father, what would you do? <laughs> you have to pick! Eight uh, seconds! Oh my gosh. Um, the timer's gone! I don't know! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> time off! Oh, oh, oh. It was a good while last. No, it was too many things. You couldn't that choose one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I loved your answer. It was so humble. Nothing. You know, my son is no. for the first time. The first I, time. I, I, don't, I don't want to change anything because uh, he's, he's awesome. a good answer. It's a good answer. <laughs> And Ludwig was rapping his, racking his mind. Exactly. <laughs> this, 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 and wait. You see the difference. Yeah. How much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> Give me more than 10 seconds. I love that. All right, how did you come into uh, to managing Sweden Rock? Have you always they been doing me. other festivals? They asked you. Uh, so or you were the drummer. No, yeah, it's like this. I was doing um, Stockholm Water Festival and Stockholm Jazz Festival for many, many years. Okay. Like 17 years. Yeah. Um, and then I was working for a company called Svensk Musik and yeah. I was distributing, choose, exporting or importing Pearl, Sabian, Big Firth and Rimo. Yeah. And at the time I had my drum store, the way I 
kind of grow the name was that I kind of offered festivals from start to have free drums as like loner kids. Okay. If I could have my logo on the bass drum. Oh, dang. So all the lead singers that all the photographers at the newspapers want to take photos. Yeah. They then always they see your logo. Always a logo behind. So my, Genius marketing. Yeah. So I thought that would be a cool thing with Sweden Rock for the brands I represent now. Of course. So I called them and said, can I, can I do this deal with you? And they actually offered them like free backline for three stages. Oh, wow. Like with Mesa Boogie Bo and PV and, and, and Pearl Drums and stuff. Yeah. So they were happy with that, and there was the stage manager. Stage manager that wasn't really in the ball game. Oh, so okay. he actually enjoyed having female in his tents more than being on stage. No. So there was a big that. mess there, and yeah. uh, so I asked the guys there, "Do you want me to help you out?" Because they know I've been working with festivals like the engineers, the yeah. technicians. Right, right. So I said yes, and then I was doing that, and then after a while the manager came over and was like, who are you? It's like, well, I'm sorry, I'm just here delivering backline, but um, there was this mess, I just stepped in, helped these guys out to bring some order because they were behind like two hours on the schedule. Exactly. So I did that, and after a while he came back and said, okay, you're the stage manager now, we kicked that guy. <laughs> wow. And I was doing that for two years, and then they came in. Was that your first time as a stage manager? No, no, no yeah, 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 before. yeah. That's something yeah. big to be thrown into out of nowhere. So I became the stage manager and I was singing old Salvation Army songs and praying for the guys and just being an idiot and loving people. <laughs> yeah. And then they had this uh, survey after the festival okay. of the, all the people that came in there as volunteers. Right. And then every stage everybody was kind of saying like it was too much work it was like rough attitude and stuff yeah. and in my stage everybody said it was the best year ever it was so much love we have so much fun and wow and the stage money really you know made sure we had a good time and it was peace and it was calm so they asked me said like what did you do it's like i don't know and they said well in the, survey, in the survey they said it was like peace there was freedom there was love and i said well, it sounds like that's this, the fruit of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And they were like, okay. And so we, we want, want you to be the stage, we want you to be production manager over the whole festival. Oh, wow. And I said, why? Because we want peace, love, joy, and all these things on the festival. Yeah. So uh, that came on, and everybody was like laughing at me in the start. But And then you were suddenly thrust into a responsibility over Sweden Rock. That's wild, though. Well, yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's it's. I've been working pretty much all the bands I was listening to when I was a kid, like yeah. Aerosmith, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, wow. Kiss, all those bands. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of surreal that you actually. Yeah, get to work with these guys. Yes. Who is your favorite band that you work with? I don't know. Or was there one that just stands out? One. Well, I mean, it, there's bands I like more. Yeah. I like Motley Crue. I mean, that's it's amazing. Maybe not. Anyway, the drummer is amazing. Okay, okay. They stand for amazing things. I like their view on women. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, no, but I mean, there's been a lot of really good bands playing at Sweet Rock. Yeah, that's awesome. What about you, Ludwig? What's your favorite band you work with? Um, I don't know. I mean, it it kind of depends on like what you what you mean by saying favorite. Because like take it as you will. Um, I would say probably the most awesome experience for me was working with Kiss because oh wow, you know Kiss has been these superheroes for me since I was a kid. You okay, know? yeah. So uh, 
I was actually Blues brothers than Kiss. Exactly. I, well, I mean, Kiss Kiss are more like superheroes, you know. Yeah. Because they yeah, actually right. look like superheroes, of course, you know. Of course, look at this. And nice. then look at Gene Simmons' tongue. Exactly. Uh, and then when when we had them at Sweden Rock, uh, I got one of those like. Like they only have their own crew on stage, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then like we as managers get like special passes to get up on stage Ooh, while they play. Of course. So I was up on stage and I was on on stage left uh, by Tommy's guitar amps. Yeah. And all four of them walk up on stage like right next to me, and both both Paul and Gene are like super tall to begin with, and <laughs> then they wear those like crazy shoes. <laughs> so they were like, you know, over two meter tall. You yeah, know? of course. Uh, and, you know, with the makeup and everything, and that was surreal, like, I like got goosebumps all over. It's like, I can't believe this is happening. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I think like, when it comes to like music, there's so much great music we've been working with. Of course, that's awesome. Yeah, so many good musicians and, you know. That's lovely. Yeah, because it's, it's not only been rock too, it's been mostly rock and metal, like the, the last years for me. Uh, but I mean, all those years at, at, at Stockholm Jazz Festival, with yeah. like, you know, everything from Eureka Badu uh, to Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, yeah, right. You know, all those kind of acts to, you know, B.B. King or Ray Charles or, of course. you know, Stevie Wonder. Awesome. I have a big practical question. What separates a good drum from a great drum? And then second follow-up question for after, what separates a good drummer from a great drummer? Mm. Okay, I'll take the practical part. He'll, he'll take the more drumming <laughs> part. He's way better drummer than me. More I, know more, I, I know more about <laughs> drum production. Of course, yeah, okay, okay. So, a good drum, is a drum that is first round <laughs> and have edges that are done, which means that if you put the drum on a marble table and put a light inside, it should look, it shouldn't shine out any light anywhere. Have you seen a square drum before? Is that is that a thing? Is there non-round drums? There is egg drums. Oh, that <laughs> sounds gross. It goes. Oh, it's really hard to But then, I, I mean, you can take a pretty. Like a mess. <laughs> you can you can take a pretty crappy drum, yeah. And you can work with it, and suddenly it becomes a really good drum. Yeah, sure. And you can buy a really expensive drum kit that costs fifty thousand crowns, and it sounds crap because the Japanese guys didn't know what to, what they do. Come on now. So then you need to refine it, and suddenly it becomes an amazing drum. Yeah, but right. many times there is just a lack of understanding of the drum manufacturers, what yeah. actually makes the drum sound. Yeah. But um, everything can be fixed, most of the things. Yeah. You awesome. work a bit on it. All right. Fine tune it. All right, practical parts covered. Ludwig, okay. hit us with your opinion. The, the creative part. Yes. What difference a good drummer from a great drummer? Ah, uh, sure, yeah, go for that one. Why not? That's the question you asked. That is the question I asked. <laughs> well, that was the follow up. The first one was what separates a good drum from a great drum. But uh, okay, so I feel like you well, well, I can I can answer that too, but from another standpoint. Go for it. Go for okay, it. Okay, so I think uh, I think it depends so much on everything else. Okay. It doesn't like a good drum is a good drum, but if you put a bad head and you don't tune it right and you're in a bad room and you have a bad drummer, it doesn't really matter. You know? yeah. okay. There are so many drummers who have amazing drums that they bought from, you know, amazing companies that makes great drums, you know? Yeah. But they can't tune them or they can't play and then whatever, you know? Or just right. strike the drum wrong. Yeah, exactly. It, it, that thing is a big thing. Like if how you, you actually the drum, hit yeah. the drum. Yeah. Like okay, there's, okay, there's, okay. there's a thing. 
everybody was saying when you when you when you hit the drums, it sounds so much better than the original drummer, but the drum plays better than, than you. Right. So I'm very good drum hitter. Yeah. That's yeah. And <laughs> a drum hitter. Yeah. And I mean, for us, both of us have been tuning drums so much that you learn how to hit the drum to make yeah. it sound good because that's what you do, you know. Yeah. yeah so exactly. I mean, I did. I can't name who it was, but I was tuning drums for for a guy in a band. A couple of weeks ago, quite and they were gonna do like they were gonna sample all the drums afterwards to make sure that they had like all the drums separated. You yeah, know, right. if if they would have to like change any you know thing in post production. Of course, of course, of course. And he like started doing it, and after a while, the producer looked at me and said, "Can you do this, please?" <laughs> so I actually like hit all the things. So if there's like any hits changed, I'm actually playing on the record. <laughs> And I mean, awesome. But I mean, it's the same thing with the with the drum libraries that you've been doing. That you're yeah, the guy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sample libraries, yeah. which is pretty cool thing. Like D drum, I made the sounds for. So every time you hear live Motley Crue, uh, Michael Jackson or Madonna, it's actually me hitting the drums. Really? Yes. Yo. Well, if I would have known that from the beginning, maybe yeah. we would have gone a completely different yeah. way. <laughs> it's like anything it tops. Everything. <laughs> when are we gonna get to the top of the mountain? I, I wish I would have put more energy into getting good technique when I was in high school and actually studying drums. You're passionate, right? You're a passionate guy. I, I'm very much about the music. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. And sometimes I'm uh, disabled by my my bad technique. Very humble way to say it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I wish I could play stuff that I can't. Yeah, know? right. Uh, but I think, you know, the most important thing is how do you actually play to the song, you know? Yeah, right. Because it's music, you know? Of course. Or if you're like, you know, there's drum, there are drummers that are amazing on like doing clinics, you know, or doing drum solos. Correct. You know, yeah. but they never play with a band because, you know, that's not their thing. No. Okay. You know? Yeah. Exactly. But they're like amazing with playing fast or playing like, like weird. Like Virgil Donati. Exactly. Amazing technique, but putting him in a band, like, what is he doing? Yeah. He's happening? only playing bands with people who's this the same thing, but on other okay. instruments, you know. No, I, but it doesn't become music, you know. No, okay, okay. While I love drummers like Jim Kelton, for example, who's you know, he's not the best guy when it comes to technique. They usually have like Vic Firth shoes as well. <laughs> they usually have Vic Firth. <laughs> yeah, shoes. Yeah. that's the surefire way to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, the guys that I like, uh, who I look up to the most when it comes to my own playing. Are people who are more maybe like songwriters, you know? Okay. Or, you know, like Jim Keltner, who worked with Bob Dylan, or you know, those like the best songwriters, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Because he knows how to make the song sound good. Yeah? Of course. Okay. So okay. I think uh, that's the difference between a good drummer who can do everything and a great drummer who can play and make a song sound good. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you okay. can still have great technique. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Aaron from Dirt Loops. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like a great drummer, but he can make a song sound good. Yeah. Yeah. For its format. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it. You know what? I think we're at the point of this podcast. We're comfortable enough where it's time to uh, to settle something. Mm. It's time to settle something. This is a a new segment for this podcast only Whoa. by the title. Oh, what is the title? I completely forgot. Actually, make something up. absurd. You know what? I'm gonna make up the title. This is a a father son death match, arm wrestling match. For who has the beefiest drummer arms? Oh my gosh. I'm gonna New do segment. So New bad. segment. <laughs> stand up. Stand up. Oh We're going over this room over here. Sips and Clips is going mobile. We need to find out. Anything can happen on Sips and Clips. You, you look never like know. A, you look like a freaking murderer. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing the gown. He looks like a fight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
and now he has a knife. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. I'm gonna narrate this one. I'm gonna narrate this one. All right, all right. On the right side of the stand here. This is glass. You think that's maybe? It can break over here, but I. That's true. No, I want. I, I would be. <laughs> you'll be I, I feel like this is just bulletproof glass. It's your son. All right, all right. You'll, you'll take him down in a humble degree. On this side of the ring, we have Ludwig. <laughs> Beefy arms, tattooed arms. Yeah, you have tattooed arms as well. I honestly have no idea who's gonna win this one. But all right, all right. Get, get your arms ready. Come on, warm up. And I'm gonna count down here. Three, two. One, who has the beef here? Sure. Oh, oh. That was, that was fake, right? I, I think it's best out of three. Man. I think it's best out of three. Okay. Alright, Round two. This one, this one's a big deal, alright, alright? Give all your strength. Three, two, one, who has the beef here? Stop it. I'm not gonna let you win. He's not gonna win. No, no. Go on, go on. Bring it up, bring it up. I'm sweating, oh my gosh. <laughs> all right, all right. I see how it is. Good job. Now we know who has the beef here. You know why? Father. Why? You know why? Father. Why? I lift the cases. He unpacks the drums. That oh, exactly. <laughs> Never challenge your father. Never challenge your father. Exactly. <laughs> We're gonna move on to the top a little bit here. So I want to give you a trip. If you trim this one, yes, over here, it would go. Wee! Wait. So, so leave the length over here. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. it would be crazy. Okay. Thank you yes. for the heads up. I probably won't really take so much if it's only been a week. I'm yeah. just going to kind of blend it in over here. Mm. Mm. Blend it in. Gonna blend her in. We have a segment. Do we? Already? I think so. Well, go for it. Why not? All right. Another segment. This is a new one as well. Yeah. This is a newer segment. This is called Would You Rather with Robin. Would you rather with Robin? Mm. Oh. Robin's going to pose a question to the both of you. You each have to, to answer separately. You don't have 10 seconds, you have as much time as you need. So okay. You can really think this one But out. it's separately? What'd you say? It's separately? Separately, yeah. yeah. So, so Ludwig, you can answer first. And okay. then your dad afterwards. Okay. All right, all right. So, would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Oh, dang. No, I'd rather talk to animals. That would be cool. I kind of think. Why. I kind of think. Why. I can. I. I kind of think that I already can talk to animals. I, I'm a dog. I, I'm a dog. Is this the part of the podcast where you tell us you can also talk to animals? But it's kind of up there with. No, but I'm, I'm kind of a dog whisperer. Like dogs understand me, and I understand them. Oh Is that wow. a vegetarian thing? <laughs> I'm not vegetarian anymore. I used to be. I oh. thought we were talking about drums. <laughs> no. Man. No, I'm just vegetarian uh, um, uh, in parts of the year. So, like, I start okay. off every year as vegetarian. So, Christmas and Thanksgiving is not part. <laughs> no, no, you were at my house no. for Thanksgiving. Exactly. I saw no. you eat that bird. <laughs> yep, I, I ate some bird. That was awesome. <laughs> All right, uh, but yeah, yeah uh, definitely, really. and, I, and I think like if I would know like dude I've been working in so many like weird pubs in Germany. I will I don't want to know what happens <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect that answer, yeah. actually I quite respect that answer. I guess it would help. Uh, no, I don't I don't want to influence your answer. You go first. You go first. Then I'll get mine. Well, I because I always been very interested in like vintage drums. That's what I was thinking. Uh, so hearing the history where things has been and what type of drummers been playing that snare drum that I found in barn in Chicago or whatever that would be pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. But then you would also know uh, what guy touched what like the the bars. Oh. 
Understand. Or maybe then you would know who <laughs> actually chewed the chewing gum that you find in the street that you eat. <laughs> that could be kind of cool though. <laughs> what do you mean that you eat? What did you find chewing gum on the street? That's like super, it's cheap. But it's, also, it's free, it's yeah, free it's 99. What if there's someone super cool who shoot it for you? Then you would want to eat it maybe. Exactly. Of course, of course. Well, maybe. I guess so. Actually, I, I can I kind of like to eat it anyway. No, I'm just joking. I learned so much. <laughs> if you want to have Turban, you can switch to this number. So he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to pick eat some so he can afford to like buy everything a that I, gum. Everything that I find that one can eat, I try to eat it because it's free. You know what? I respect it. <laughs> I, I understand it. I won't do it myself. I'm learning a lot today. Exactly. But so I didn't realize that it's almost like a curse. Anything you touch, instantly your mind knows. Who else has touched it? You know, own, e the whole history. Everything. The whole history. Mm. But also, that fun. could be super cool. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It could be super cool. But it just floods your mind instantly. You know the whole But thing. also, what if you're just walking down the street and then a bird, like super annoying, talk, talk to you? <laughs> hey, dude! You don't hey, dude! Dude, dude! Dude! Hey, dude! Exactly. Open that, dude! That could that's, ruin your life. That's also a curse. <laughs> that could ruin your life. So, so you don't get to pick. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> I think I almost died there. Oh my God. Like, we'll, uh, we'll cut that out. You hear, yeah. you hear a frog jump? That was not jump, frog. jump, not jump, jump, <laughs> not jump, jump, not jump. That would be very annoying. That would be a little bit. So you don't get to pick whenever you choose it. Talk to animals, yeah, that's the thing. I, no, I, I guess, guess not. not. I guess Well, not. I guess you can pick when you do want to talk to an animal. But yeah, but yeah, animals can talk they can to talk you, to you. Yeah. But how would they know that you can understand them? I get they would know. I mean, well, it's a lot of you don't see that many. You don't see that many animals in Stockholm. I mean, if we would live in you yeah. know Australia, you know, it would be weirder. You know, it'd be kind of cool though. Like if there was like some killer animal running towards you, you'd be like, no way, bro, stop! <laughs> you talk it out. You know, that's kind of helpful. That's smart. What Touching them. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. So I guess the answer differs from from time to where time. Where do you live in? <laughs> exactly. In Stockholm or in Australia? Yeah, would you rather with Robin? Very nice, thank you, Robin. Yeah. That was that was lovely, actually. <laughs> so don't make that thing shorter. No, 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 no. leave it be. Yeah. I get it. That right. thing. That's but thing. does length really matter? Yes. Or size? Yes. <laughs> okay, it does. Now we know. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. It's it's in the genes to say we it's both are very well equipped. To say what? what? Very well equipped. <laughs> it's in our, it's in our genes. <laughs> yeah, it's in our genes. <laughs> <laughs> I might cry. There's a single tear sticking out of my eye. I don't know what to do now. No. I feel like I know everything about you. Where where do you really go from here? No, it's very very. It's very very. It's not very long, but it's very very thin. <laughs> Good to know. Good to thank you, thank you for filling us in. Oh man, that was lovely. Next question. <laughs> I think I'm out of questions that you can ask me something if you want. Now I don't know. I don't know. Whenever you opened up a Slug Riquette, the the best drum shop in Stockholm. Yes. In Sweden. In Sweden. The in, best, the in the world. world well, actually. This, I was I was twenty years old. I was gonna ask how you were twenty years old yeah. when you opened your and first. And my drum plan store. was to build the best and biggest drum store in Europe, and wow. I managed. So it became six hundred square meters yes drums, and that was the oh first like gosh. real drum store. So we had all the pro drummers from LA and New York coming in and said, 
what the heck? Why is this in Stockholm, not LA or New York? That's like they question. were astonished. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Uh, but then like drum stores popped up everywhere. Yeah. Bob was kind of the first in Europe anyway that had like a, a pure drum store. It was big with only drums in that sense. Wow. There was other drum stores, but not in that way because it, the, the way it was displayed was like a trade show. So every brand had, had its own booth. Yeah. So you could actually okay. see everything that Tama had, everything that Pearl had in the booth. Wow. So it was like a trade show. Exactly. So that was like the whole concept. Then it turned out really good. That's super cool. How many guys started it? You and a couple other guys? That was you? me and Ludwig's new boss, Dan, who makes Dan the Dan the man. Yeah. Exactly. So the Vincent guy and me started up and then he kind of jumped off after a year. Yeah. And then I owned it myself for, what, 14 years, something like that? Wow. But um, it was fun years, but the, the best thing was that the people that worked there made the whole difference because it was like all brothers in Jesus. Mm. So we had like prayer meetings every Tuesday night and that's cool. how the tribe church started. It was starting like yeah, a prayer meeting. Yeah, it was like a, okay. a prayer meeting at the drum store and yeah. it was like well, was five, six there. people well, at the time and yeah. suddenly it was like cramped. That's awesome. So we had like Motley Crew, Kickstart My Heart, Jemba Drums and Praying to Jesus <laughs> and we having like just crazy time, crazy good time together with with each other. So it was a good time. That's awesome. We had a good time there. That's super cool. And, and Ludwig, how did you start working? And tell me more about uh, Vincent Drumsticks then. Yeah, I. Um, what, what do they do? Just make well, I, I I know Dan since since I was a kid. You know. Yeah. Uh, and when when the whole COVID thing happened, uh, I was working at a backline company that, where I've been working for. I think it's like seven or eight years. Okay. So I was working with renting out drums and amplifiers. Backline Stockholm. Backline Whoa. Stockholm. It's an, it's an awesome backline company actually, owned by this super rad dude called Richard. Richard. Uh, shout out to Richard Gustafsson. Special. Rika shout out to Richard. Uh, and you know when the whole COVID thing started, I was supposed because I was I was home with my kid, you know, on parental leave. Yeah. Uh, and I was gonna start working with renting out backline on April first. Okay. That didn't happen, you know. Yeah, uh, certainly not. Because there's not many shows going on. No. Uh, so then I was like basically unemployed uh, for the whole like spring and into the summer, and then I started working at this like place that like does like concrete stuff, you know. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then. Uh, we had a meeting with Dan because he has an awesome product. The drumsticks are amazing. Amazing, like the durability is crazy. Do they just make drumsticks? They make like brushes and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, stuff, I guess, yeah. I tools like, and like rods and stuff, you know. Of course. But especially the drumsticks are amazing. Like they're so durable. And like we have drummers like Thomas Hawking from Bishop Aino, who's like one of the hardest hitters in the world, and oh. he likes drum kit sticks because they don't break as much as other drums. Exactly, exactly. So he has an amazing product. He has amazing artists playing it, but he doesn't really, uh, you know, know how to work with marketing. You know, uh. he doesn't have like any idea how to do that stuff. So you he, step in. He's he's a he's a genius when it comes to you know what doing doing the the product. But he saw that me and Dan went to Nashville to check out a new factory for Vincent in America. Okay, and then okay. I figure out that this is not working for them for this part, you know, with the marketing thing. So we gathered like how many was like five, six guys? Yeah. Marketing guys. Yeah. Yeah. I was like working pro with this. 
And Ludwig, I said, Ludwig, can you come in because you you know all the young kids and you're a young drummer, you know what's hot and what's not. Yeah. So the plan was to start a team with like six people doing this, but then it turned out. Yeah, I mean, Dan, because of the whole Corona year, <clears throat> he didn't really have the the money, you know, to employ that many guys, you know. No, of course, of course. But he felt like I should have somebody who's young and who understands the business. And, you know, I've been in the music business since I was 10 years old. I did my first before that when I was 10 years old. Before yeah, that playing I mean, with I, Blues Brother. Exactly. Yeah. But when I was 10, I did my first actually like job. Right, I get it. With. So I get like, it. I know all the drummers in, in Stockholm. Uh, and, you know, he thought it was a good good deal to take a young guy, but who knows, I'm a lot of people in, in And you work with all the festivals, so you know how to interact with really big rock stars and really big bands. You know how to behave. Probably. Yeah, like, I don't really get starstruck, you know? Not at this point, man. Yeah, except for the time when I met those guys in Kiss, but yeah, that's yeah. because they're freaking, they're know, freaking Kiss. monsters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, I think he thought it was a good combination of of skills that I have, you know. Yeah. So he asked me if I wanted to to join the team. So uh, I started out with like just building a new web page and you know started to like think about you know should we, because the problem for him has been he has he has had a lot of metal drummers playing his drum kits, mm. his drumsticks because they hold better than drumsticks, you know. Right, so, right, right. But he he has a lot of like other drummers too, but he hasn't really been showing them, you know, on his Instagram or you know stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But we have really good drummers that play pop or R and B or. You know, we so, had a lot, had a lot of drummers that drink blood to say. <laughs> yeah, that yeah that that was like on the web page when we went on the web page. It was basically like the first like top twenty drummers was like Death metal people drummers. in metal bands. You know? Right, right. And then you would like scroll down and you find you would find Paddy and Valen played with Abba, and it was like, why would oh. you scroll down this far to find this guy? You know? Come on, put him up more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, okay. So I started out with doing stuff like that, and now I'm working more towards artists, and we just we just launched our products in America. So sick. Yeah. So we're trying to like get some new artists over there, starting to like you know yeah. getting on the market there. So. Are they confused because Vincent's spelled with a W? Yeah. Yep, they are, and we have <laughs> to like Swedish. explain to them all the time. It's a Swedish product, and you know it's gonna be a we we say Vincent. So. A W V. Exactly. Something I've ne I'll never quite understand, but I appreciate. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. It's like my name, you know, Ludwig. Ludwig, yeah, with yeah. a W in it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But people. Internationally, call you Ludwig. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. exactly. For yeah. sure. You just do you correct them then, or no, no. Call me whatever. Call me Louis. Louis. Louis boy. <laughs> Urban is a really bad name if you're flying to America. Everybody's like, yeah, what's your real name? They think some kind of artist name. Your your name can't be Urban. That's not, Urban? That's not gonna happen. Or yeah, it's like a rap or, name. Or they, when I say my name, they write Irvin Nashville. Urban Nashville. Urban, Urban Nashville. Irvin. Irvin. No, it's Urban Nashville. Urban Nashville. Urban Nashville. My name is not Urban Nashville. That's not super far away. <laughs> That's a cool name, though. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. That's a super cool name. One of my five favorite stories about your name was when we had the commitments at at um, the, at Stockholm Jazz Festival. You know the, the movie, yeah. The Commitments. Have you seen that one? No. The so it's, it's it's kind of like Blues Brothers about this like band who plays like rhythm blues music and they're in made in Ireland. Ireland. Okay, okay. Yeah. I think from Ireland or something. Yeah, Ireland. Irish yeah. band. Yeah. So they come and play at the festival and me and my dad goes up to the drummer to say hi to him and I say, my name is Ludwig, you know, like the drums? Because that's how I usually like present myself. It's perfect. So the drummers know my name and they remember it, you know? Right. And my dad says, my name is Urban, like in Suburban. 
Exactly. Or, yeah. And the drummer says, my name is Dick, like in Mr. Head. <laughs> Mr. Head? Dick, my name is Dick, as in Mr. Head. Oh. <laughs> very funny. Really funny guy. And it was fast. <laughs> it was very fast. <laughs> how would you answer, how would you say, my, like, my name is Ethan, like, and what, what would you say after that? I have no idea. What do you, what do you want me to say? Ethan. My Ethan. name is Ethan. I just got beaten. Yeah, I just got beaten, I guess. <laughs> Show up with a black eye, something like that. I have no idea what really rhymes with Ethan. I've, I've sat down and tried to find things out that, that rhyme with Ethan, and I haven't come up with a very big list yet, actually. Sadly. And we're just about done here. Your hair. Mm. We cut a lot of hair off. What you is look that? like a completely uh, different guy. It's like an aftershave, so it closes the pores. I thought it was an ice cube. Yeah, basically is an ice cube yeah. as well. Whoa. And now it's on the ground. That could have gone really bad. Fifty percent. Oh yeah, it, it could have broken. Yeah. Not today. Mostly it worked. It like breaks break when it falls, but hmm. I've never dropped it. There's a first. Then you got lucky today. Yeah. First is, for, first is for free, after that, <laughs> after that it breaks. You want a little bit more product up in your hair, are you happy with the way it is now? You decide that. So You're the designer. Yes, us. Alright, final thoughts. We're here at the end. This has been a pleasure, gentlemen. I really had no idea where we were going to head, but we went to some exotic places today. Yep. Final thoughts. Hit us with some wisdom, both of you. You start. You're the yeah, you start. You, you, got the, you got the fresh mind. The fresh mind. Mm. I don't know, when, when it comes to like drums, I guess people who play drums will listen to this. All right. All right. So <clears throat> I would say uh, in, in times of, uh, of uh, stupidness, you know, mm. like, like these times are uh, with the COVID thing, it, it ruins our game right now yeah. for all the drummers. Right, right, right. But I think for me at least, as a drummer, not just as you know working with drums, but as a drummer, I think it's a really good time to to sit down and think about you know why do I play drums? Yeah. And, and you know, what's the passion behind the thing? Yeah. I mean that that it's the same thing when it comes to like tuning drums and all that stuff too. You know. Yeah. Because it's a time when you don't get to do what you always do or have done. You know. So mm -hmm. I just think, for me, it's been a time where I've actually been going into playing more drums and, and working more with drums because I really love it, you know? Exactly. And, you know, trying to stop doing things that I don't really enjoy about it, you know? Like, right. I realized that I hate touring. <laughs> I've done a bunch of touring. And I realized through the, throughout the years, and especially this year, that I'm not going to go back to touring because it freaking sucks, you know? I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not for you. Like, yeah. yeah. Sick. So I'm going to work more in the studio and, you know. Chase your dreams, man. Yeah. You've had plenty of time to think now, Urban. Mm. Hit us with something. Mm. A parting moment of knowledge. Yeah. Mm. 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 I love lamp. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Look what at a sharp quick. haircut. Sharp. It's, 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 so so sharp. it's so sharp. It's so sharp. Okay. So <laughs> now that we've calmed down, I think that. COVID is amazing mm. because we can't work. Hot take. 
which means that you also start to think about things what's really important as Ludwig said yeah but it also brings you the thought what's what is actually the foundation of your life mm. what is rock solid and what's not yeah and now that everything shakes I really realize that the faith in Jesus I have and the strength that he gives me is so so strong and so easy mm. Mm. and when everything shakes he's still there and it's like I'm fine are yeah. you fine so I'm doing great me too <laughs> so for me it hasn't really changed that much no uh, I've been through some really tough times I'm, I'm I'm in quite right now in a very tough time and I can just see how God is just pouring his love over me and just draining me and saying urban I love you I love you, mm-hmm. which is sick because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Having that in my life is changing everything. I mean, like, you can take away anything, and that's the only thing I really need. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. Wisdom. Amen. Because, Amen. I mean, that's what because, else that's because I'm very, very old. Yeah. 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 Very, 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 very old. Very. Now we know. All right. Well, thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank it's you for cutting class. my hair. Thank you. No problem. And thank for letting us be idiots in your shop. That's our oh. pleasure for the coffee, <laughs> of course. Boom. Having the Nashvilles in the shop with us today was a true experience like no other. I hope you're leaving us as inspired and filled with awe as I am. Before you scoot out of here, we greatly appreciate Apple Podcast Reviews. It's a super organic way for us to skyrocket to fame and only takes you 60 seconds or less to say something nice there. Interact with us on Instagram as well, in between episodes, at Sips and Clips. We love chatting with you there. Thanks a lot for being here and listening. As always, having you in the shop with us was a pleasure. Until next time.